2: Here we go. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio Christmas Eve. And I'm telling you, every day you come down to the Superbook, it is like Christmas morning for what it is that we do. I don't know, man. This place is off the charts. Love it. Jay Cornegay's rolled out the red carpet for us. They'll be watching all the games in the theater Sunday for Football Central. And we're going to have fun and frivolity with you for a couple hours today on Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, AM 1400 KSHP in Las Vegas. I'm at the Superbook. Stevie Slapshot is back at the KSHP studios. Hello, pal. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Oh, boy. Right out of the gate, you can't even say hi.
3: Go ahead. UCLA men's basketball teams, Brian, have already canceled next week's games against Arizona and Arizona State. Due to COVID protocols within that Bruins program, still continuing.
2: So, if they put the Arizona and Arizona State basketball team together, could they fly to Hawaii and play in the Hawaii Bowl? Oh, that's an idea. I mean, we've got to be flexible, right? Well done by you, Brian. You know, always trying to be a problem solver. I like it. Let's introduce our dear friends that are down here. The one, the only, Andy Isco, the logical approach is here, as is our buddy Chris Wynn at Christian Wynn with two ends.
4: I'm still working on fun and frivolity. Weren't they dancing down at the Fremont Street Experience last night? No,
2: I think they are uh, they're out on Boulder Highway.
4: I must have had a few too many. Yeah.
2: By the way, Andy Isco is the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Chris, Chris Wynn, you would concur with that, right?
4: Absolutely.
2: Golf, I'm on board with that. Andy yep. walks in the door, sits down, and starts, like, Firing off not profanities, but we must got about eleven bah humbugs out of them. What what was that? I only once? have
4: 36 hours left to get them out of my system for this year. Are you a
2: Ba humbug guy? Not at all. You don't strike me as I a bah humbug. Don't, I just I just
4: I just enjoy the phrase.
2: Oh, well, why
4: don't you just throw it out in July or something? Because I'm not thinking about it in July. I'll remind you. I'll put it down on my I mean, calendar.
2: I mean, every time I say Washington, the Washington and, football team. The wrong way. You're very quick to remind me. So I mean, I'll, I'll be there. Well, for that's it. if
4: you do it in the current. Well, I we do it when you're here. If, it's if, like it's if like you're
2: talking. You about, have this subliminal power over me.
4: If you are talking about the Redskins of 1967, Bruce that's okay. Marshall
2: did that, and he said, "Apology, no apologies to Joe Buck." <laughs> Bruce Marshall just like drops an anvil on you Joe. You know, Buck. I
4: I heard that yesterday, and he was talking about Burt Lancaster doing the uh, Fraser Ali fight. Yeah, I I I seem to recall, and Bruce probably remembers. I think Frank Sinatra was the photo- was taking photo- photographs for Life magazine back then for that fight as well, if I recall correctly.
2: Uh, yeah, Bruce Marshall yesterday was invoking some, for, for, for an analogy that was awesome, it, it, it took forever. It was an analogy about a game, a college football game, but it was great, and he went on a diatribe. I just, yesterday, I was stealing money yesterday because Bruce Marshall, he just went on a tear against the Bulls,
4: and and it it was great. Made a lot of sense. It
2: was great. I I was
4: just listening on on the way in here. They were talking about uh, the championship uh, games, the semifinals being played with Alabama-Cincinnati starting at, what, 12.30, I think, uh, uh, Pacific time. Okay. A national championship semifinal game in the middle of an afternoon when it's like one of the two or three biggest games of the year, the championship game being the biggest and determining the teams, why is that not being played on New Year's Day or at the very least on a Saturday? or Well, you don't want to play on Sunday going up against the NFL, but why isn't that game traditionally played on a Saturday when you've got a huge viewing audience? Yeah.
2: Common sense, a lot of it just not has prevailed. Not very common. Yeah, in the bowl situation. So, Chris Wynn is here, by the way. Merry Christmas to both you guys. Happy holidays. And, Chris, you're going to be... You're gonna be working over the holidays. Go and tell them where you're gonna be. If anybody's coming in from out of town, they happen to be. Uh, yeah,
1: I'll know. be down at the Palazzo working tonight. Working at uh, at one of the bars down there. It's gonna be uh, pretty steady. Look, this is Vegas, right, guys? So there's How would no they know there's no, no rest for the weary every, gentlemen. Every, every day whether, is Christmas day. Whether it's day. a holiday or whether it's just a every, regular Friday night. Every Andy, day is every day is it's Christmas It's Vegas. Day we don't at, we don't stop for anybody, and yeah, uh, Vegas. that's certainly not the case, right? It, we just don't stop. So it'll keep rolling along, even though we do have Christmas coming up on this saturday and uh so if anybody was in the way, of town. two nfl games you guys on christmas day yeah, you know, you know so get to the it. nfl's not stopping either no 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 to we're gonna
2: goodness. get to it i'm just trying to you know get everybody in the holiday spirit if you're coming in from out of town and you happen to be at the plaza, they want to come see you like how would they know it's you like you got like antlers stapled to your head or anything well, they'd
1: find the stocky blonde kid that's over there behind uh, the bar handling how, business. how many that's, what, that's how that's many how, know, how right? many
2: bars do they have there
1: there's, there's three bars there. Okay. So, oh,
2: in the it's in the sports book there. Oh, they,
1: they it's no no. no. From... It, we they actually don't have a sports book in the Palazzo anymore because. Yeah, what did the, they, they do with they that space have, with yeah. the uh, Apparently, it's still it's down there just uh, basically did right not that used yeah. to be
4: uh, Jay Z's nightclub before. Uh, it was uh, Andy Andy, Andy I'm, out I'm, and about. Kinda, I
1: got I got wow. a Brian. I'm surprised that I can't picture all Andy go hanging out at Jay
4: Z's spot down there in the basement at the Palazzo. I got I wouldn't picture you as a Jay Z glasses and fake mustache. Wonders.
2: Well, Andy, it's one of those guys like, uh, uh, you know, I can see Andy tripping the light fantastic. It's like the old Saturday Night Live skit uh, yeah, when, Eddie Mur- when Eddie Murphy was, was 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 Buckwheat, and they, you know, oh, he's a quiet guy, he's a nice guy. Do you think he did it? Yeah. Now,
1: Studio 54 <laughs> back in 1976 77. Oh. Absolutely. I can see Mr. Isco
2: oh. handling his business there. We're, we're not, quite, in Midtown, not, quite, Manhattan. not
4: quite a slow motion. Wearing his,
2: wearing his striped shirt with his plaid bell-bottoms. Oh. The Styled ladies love I Andy. <laughs> plaid, no, it was a plaid
4: shirt with a striped bell-bottoms.
2: Ah, nice. All right, we're off to the race. We're going to talk about those Christmas gifts. There's nothing going on today. There's We have we have two tracks running, no actual sporting events, so we're going to do the deep dive on the weekend, series 159. The Sports Good Radio Network coming back on Vegas Sportsbook Radio.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: All right, we're back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the Superbook at the Westgate. Hey, if you're coming to Vegas, you got to check the join out. You want to sign up, you want to get the app. And when you do, you bet 100, you get 100, screaming deal. And Sunday, watching the football games in the theater here at the Westgate, it's an amazing experience. Jay Cornergate was on with us yesterday and Football Central. It will be rocking and rolling right through the playoffs as well. So if you're coming to Vegas, you certainly want to check that out. Brian Blessing here, Stevie Slapshot's back in the studio. And... Andy Esco and Chris Winner here. The COVID stuff is insane. So, of course, you know, my weekend is all predicated on a certain football game. And Cole Beasley is out for the Bills. We knew that earlier in the week. Well, today, Gabriel Davis is now on the COVID list, along with their left tackle, Cody uh there was, I think, Cody Ford. He's a now. He's a right, right uh, tackle. So, okay, all these teams are going through this stuff, and then Emmanuel Sanders is already hurt. So, my sincere hope is that they have taken Josh Allen uh, to a cabin in the woods in the southern tier of Western New York, where he is looking at game tape, and then I mean, don't don't get him like an Ugo, or you get him a real nice car. And have this guy drive himself to Foxborough.
4: Either that, or uh, have him uh, in a limousine with the part- with double partitions up in front of him.
2: No, I don't trust the driver. He's driving himself, so it's a solo act. Just get him
4: there. Well, he's certainly going to be important. But as I think you talked about yesterday, uh, just getting that Buffalo running game. To the way we know it can be. And I think I remarked, and I don't remember if it was to you uh, off, off the air or uh, at some point, that Buffalo, uh, you wonder if McDermott was sort of saving a running game strategy for this game against Belichick. Belichick mm. probably would be prepared for it, but I still think it takes time to I, adjust to what you haven't seen all year Buffalo do, or at least I not since think, the first month of the season.
2: I don't think he, no, Andy, I, I don't think so, and I'll just tell you why, because that first game, 14-10, 45-mile-an-hour wins.
4: Yeah, forget about that it,
2: game. Well, no, no, but that's what you're saying if he was saving it. In the first game, Belichick certainly would have been playing nickel and dime against Josh Allen. But because of the wind conditions, he basically, he played a a stacked regular yeah. defense against them. And and they were able to, you know, shut down the run. This week, the weather's not going to be a thing. So know this, Belichick and, and th- this game, I swear to you, will be eerily similar from a game plan perspective. And this will be on Josh Allen. I was at the game. I was the first guy to talk to Norwood after the missed kick. That's, that's a true story. And I'm telling you, everybody said that Parcells outcoached Levy. And there is nothing further from the truth. That game, Ted Marchabroda was the offensive coordinator, but Jim Kelly called the plays. Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator. Bill Belichick outcoached Jim Kelly. In the first half, Kelly kept throwing into nickel-and-dime coverage and getting Andre Reed's head ripped off his shoulders, and they never had the football. In the second half, they got in the locker room at halftime, and they must have shook him and said, what are you doing? They're playing nickel-and-dime. Thurman Thomas got over 100 yards rushing in the second half. Their game plan this week is going to be that. I'm telling you, it's going to be the game plan that the Giants use against the Bills in Super Bowl 25. Belichick's playing nickel-and-dime coverage. He is not, you know, he's going to try to... You know, limit Allen, and the, the Bills run the ball against that setup, that will be the key to winning this game. I believe that sincerely. And they're capable of doing it. The problem is they just never line up to run. That's
4: the problem. Uh, and that's uh, and you wonder if their absence in doing that all season will come back to haunt them a little bit. And maybe you see some false start penalties on the part of the Bills.
2: Well, I mean, the one thing, Chris, I watch it, it, it infuriates. I, I'm telling you, the Raiders It's the exact same damn thing I watch on a weekly basis with the Bills. Don't be cute. You know, these guys overthink stuff. Raiders, you know, they get you down to the red zone. They throw it three times and kick a field goal. But you watch the Raiders, they do the same thing. They never line up with the running back in the eye formation and run the ball. Every time the Bills, they give it the Singletary or the Raiders give it the Jacobs. It's like an inside delay handoff, and the running back is getting the ball flat-footed. Line up, run downhill, and let the running back pick a hole. And it, it, it's like they overthink this stuff. It's uh, football's not a rocket science game. It's not.
1: And that makes sense, Brian, but I take a look at this game and I think about, and Andy talks about how we should chuck out the last matchup between these two teams, the last matchup, by the way. Didn't uh, I think Josh Allen led the team in rushing with like 39 yards rushing? He was a leader. Well, player. did you watch what he yeah, did so against
2: Tampa? you think he's not going to be running? He, there's no sliding in this game. This is their season. But
1: after hearing what you said, Brian, right about uh, guys in the receiving core not going to be playing in this game, I gotta believe that you know it's going to be another situation where Josh Allen's going to have to be a factor in the
2: running game. He right? will. I he's will. Have to be. I'll give you the X factor. It, it's a, I mean, I'm telling you, the, the guy's a sneaky good player. Is is uh, Jake Kumro. Uh, actually, could step up. He's fine. He'll be the red zone guy because the rest of the receivers are diminutive. But Isaiah McKenzie or this uh, kid they drafted, uh, Marquez Stevenson, who's just a rocket sled. Um, hey man, next guy up. Next guy up's got to got to get it done. And nice they're, they're, use
3: of diminutive. You like well that? done. Yeah, that was, that
2: was impressive. Right there, he's yeah. a he's a he's a nice little guy.
1: And they still have St- Stefan Diggs, by the way. So let's not act like
2: they're well. You know they're doubling him. That's one of many big games. Cincinnati, Baltimore. How about that AFC North guys? Throw a blanket over.
4: Them. Yeah, uh, last time they met, what was it? Forty-one, fourteen, forty-one, seventeen. That Cincinnati went in there and crushed. Had to be one of the worst losses uh, in John Harbaugh's coaching career, uh, which extends back almost 15 years now. I think it was 2008 was his uh, his first season uh, with Baltimore. Uh, So, but can Baltimore do anything about it? And are we going to see Hundley? Are we going to see uh, Lamar Jackson? Uh, You know, Baltimore's season, uh, you could almost say effectively is on the line here. I mean, they lose, they still have a chance, but you know, their chances for a division title and their chances for a wild card. Because, you know, there's a lot of teams, you know, a team like Denver, Raiders are still in the wild both those two teams, and they meet this week are in the, uh, the wild card chase. So that's a very intriguing matchup. I did take uh, Baltimore plus three. Harbaugh's had a great record in, in December, certainly at covering spreads and, and even winning games. And, of course, I disagreed with um, his decision last week. He, he had already gotten burnt going for the two-point conversion against Pittsburgh. So that cost him a potential win i mean yeah okay they had some defensive injuries you still got a chance in overtime if you go if you go for the tie. maybe you win the toss and you go down and you score a touchdown and your defense never gets to take the field i thought he would have learned because now last week uh now they still would have left about 45 seconds on the clock for aaron Rodgers to perhaps go down but i'd rather take a chance because if you miss that two-point conversion the game is over if you tie the game yep. you still have a chance so in other words in one situation, you know, would you rather have your would you rather have a 25 percent chance of winning or a zero percent chance of winning? But,
2: I mean, I, the only thing I would say, Andy, I, I, which is
4: the risk they missed it.
2: I I hear you, and but you know what? I mean, you know, going into running a play like that, and they did it twice. The first time they called a great play, and and hey, Jackson missed him. Andrews would have crawled into the end zone. This last play, I didn't think it was a very good play, but the safety made a great play. Uh, after the fact, yeah, you know, I get it.
4: No, this is before the fact. No, no, no. And, and,
2: and, and, and that's fine. That's fine. Uh, and and I, I, I know what you're saying. But if he pulls it off, it, it, he's also saying, yeah, you got a chance, but you're also saying, you know, do I rather Aaron Rodgers has 20 seconds at the end of the game or I got to go to overtime? And I got Huntley against Aaron Rodgers.
4: Yeah, but would you rather have Aaron Rodgers go down the field in a tie game when perhaps they don't make it, or would you rather have Aaron Rodgers kneel uh-huh. on the football if you don't make the two-point conversion? Because that's what happens.
3: Yeah. This Jeff's in, boys. Huntley did not practice today for Baltimore with a non-COVID Jeez, illness.
2: This thing is just spiraling out of control. Okay, we're 20 minutes in this. We didn't mention the game last night. I'm telling you, you, you watch these games and, and that you, run you, you by, watch that teams. That run by
4: Tannehill you, won the game for him.
2: Nah, no. No, it didn't.
4: Yes, or no, no,
2: no, it didn't, Andy. The idiots from San Francisco won the game for Tampa Bay. We'll we'll dive into that. You jump offside on third and twenty-eight when it was so obvious. That's what they were doing. You can't coach, stupid. It never gets to Tannehill's run if these guys aren't morons. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. I'm mad
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: all right folks we're back with the it is vegas sportsbook radio series 159 the sportsgrid radio network AM 1400 KSHB in Las Vegas. Want to say hi. Merry Christmas back in uh, the East Coast in Philly. JP, uh, who produces for us during the week, does such a great job. Want to say uh, thanks to him. Merry Christmas. And, again, our buddy Chris Bavona for all he did for us this past year. Stevie's back in the studio. Brian Blessing here with Chris Wynn and Andy Isco. And uh, we got horse racing going on right now. Nice and sunny Tampa Bay Gulfstream. They're coming up the race uh, six here at Gulfstream. And the seven horse, I've got my favorite jockey in the entire sport, Junior Alvarado, on board a horse named Double Blessed. What do you think I'm doing? (laughs) (laughs) Double him down. Yeah, no, this horse has a shot. So, anyway, so we got some horses today, and then football tomorrow, we get the balls. Uh, Then we get to Sunday in the NFL. Let's go back to the Monday night thing. And Andy just happened to be the victim of... Get me going. Then Shanahan and San Francisco.
4: You mean last or game, Thursday, night or Thursday night game? Yeah. yeah. yeah
2: what Monday did I night. say? Monday, Monday night. night.
1: But it's okay. It's Thursday.
2: I'm counting the minutes to Christmas here, guys. Throw me a bone. <laughs> all right. No, last night. I mean, San Francisco. You think all these games, like, like how do the Chargers respond to giving a game away against the Chiefs? You know, how many times? I'm a the Bills. I'm a Bills fan. And the yeah. the losses they've had this year, they weren't beat. They beat themselves. I mean, the stupidity. Sometimes when you watch these games. If they scored 7 nothing. they get it back, they go right down the field, they get first down, uh, the Wilson kid runs it to the three, and then Garoppolo throws an interception. Like, it's 14 nothing there. Tennessee couldn't get out of their own way. And then you throw a toss, play to Debo Samuels, gets 11 yards, Wilson gets five yards. Now, let's just keep letting uh, Garoppolo. I mean, why didn't they give this guy an eye exam at halftime because he was clearly colorblind last night, and they kept throwing it. Andy,
1: it's not a typical game that, that one of those matchups, that puts doubt in people's mind regarding the San Francisco 49ers without question, right?
4: Well, you know, every team's going to have their ups and downs. You just don't want to have their downs this late in the season when the games are on the line, you know, get get the bad games out of your system in September and October so that, yeah, even though you, 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 a little bit back in November and December. At least you're playing important games and you've got everything going. You know, Tennessee coming into this game was not in very good form and yet uh, a lot of sharp folks were on the Titans last night. San Francisco was in very good form, but you know, it's difficult when you go out on the road in a, in a late season game. You know, it's a holiday week, so there's a distraction being away from the family and all that that you don't have for uh, much of the season. I'm just wondering that I don't know how involved Kyle Shanahan was in uh, the uh, offensive game plan. Sure looked to me like it was wearing a headset,
2: holding a big card and talking into it all the time. And
4: you wonder, you know, it goes back to when he was the offensive coordinator with the uh, Falcons and that Super Bowl loss to the the Patriots when they got very conservative in the second half and stopped doing what they were doing despite the big lead. He's had a number of situations like that. And last night, uh, again, was a situation where he did not call or the, well, let's, again, I don't want to put it on him because I'm not positive that he was making the calls, but the plays that were called did not coincide with what was proper for the situation throughout much of and the second the half. the
2: importance of that game, I mean, when you just think, I mean, this, I'm telling you, so much is going to be determined this week because a lot of these teams that are in contention are playing inferior foes. The way the schedule shook out with the extra week, it, it's a, Tennessee, let me tell you something. I mean, they win that game last night. I mean, had they lost, don't be worried about Derrick Henry. You better be worried about getting in. But now they win. Now Indy's the one that's got a hold serve here. Tennessee can win the division if Indy loses to Arizona. Big blow to Indianapolis. Stevie, you got your little breaking news thing?
3: Uh, yeah, hang on. All right. I said yes, yes and then I said hang I'll on. sing a show tune or something.
2: And this is no small thing. Quentin Nelson. I mean, would you, would you guys agree best lineman and offensive lineman in football?
4: Certainly, top He's three. He's right there, right? No question.
2: Yeah. COVID, not playing on the road at Arizona, and you know Indy's going to want to get Taylor. And it's an
4: important game for Arizona as well, tied with the uh, Rams. Although Arizona's well still done, in good position to make the uh, to make the playoffs, but they want to get that bye week, not the bye week, but they want to get that home game as division champion
1: which is another huge reason, guys, that it was big for Tennessee to win that game yesterday because Tennessee's dealing with injuries on the offensive line and COVID, COVID situation. By the, by the way, I was, and, talking,
4: I was talking last night yeah. about Garoppolo and the poor game he had.
1: Uh-huh. I
4: also have to give him credit for leading that 90-something yard drive to tie the game in the final minute. So despite everything that happened, it was a brand new ball game with, uh, what, a minute 20 or something to uh, to go, and either team uh, either team could have won. But, you know, you, you were going to say about the... Um, well, go, go ahead. finish. Yeah, well, basically,
1: there. I was going to cap it off with is the,
4: this is a titans team that has had
1: 58 different starters offensively and defensively all year long it is a team that has had 88 players cycled through you know you want to talk about using your practice squad and picking up guys off the street this is a tennessee team that's done that and yet they were still able to get that win yesterday against san francisco
2: guys the rubik's cube of this stuff and i mean this sincerely we always say oh, am going be the best on the final sunday of the regular season you know they have six seven games it never happens. Maybe and there might be one. It's like the, the herd gets thin. It's like the Masters. Saturday, you know, on Friday night, there's 20 guys in contention for the Masters. By the time you get to Saturday, it's five. whittled down to four or five. Yeah, and that always ends up being the case in the NFL. The playoffs, in a lot of respects, are being determined this weekend with some of these matchups. Again, that Tennessee matchup. Tennessee gets that win. It's their 10th win of the year. Who does it impact? A lot of teams. You know who it mightily impacts? Buffalo damn well better seriously win this game against New England because the teams that they are in direct competition they with. Lost them. To. Tennessee has ten wins now. If Buffalo loses, the best they can do is get to ten. Bye bye. Tennessee beat them. Indy's the five seed. Indy beat Buffalo. Uh, you know if, if it if it came to it, Pittsburgh beat them. It's sitting at seven six and one and um, that's just the AFC side of the thing which is just a rubik's cube right now
4: i see i don't know that i mean I don't know that much will be decided this week, but teams' fates will take a great hit because there's so much mediocrity for those wild card spots. With the extra wild card this year, more teams are going to be in it as a result of the extra play- playoff spot. But even more teams this year because of the fact there are so mediocre records. You know, six and eight is still alive as far as making the playoffs because nine and eight might get you in, but it puts a lot of pressure on those six and eight teams to, to it, win this. To I, win out. I
2: guess what I'm getting at though, when I say a lot will be determined is, listen. The, the Bills play Atlanta and the Jets, okay? You don't deserve to be in the playoffs if you're not beating them. Houston's out there. Sorry, Chris. Detroit's yeah. out there. T- yeah. Teams that are going to, you know, that literally when motivated teams you are going against them, this is the week you got to make your hay because – of what the schedule's going to look like for the last two weeks. Mathematically, no, yeah. but realistically, yes.
4: No, a- absolutely. And uh, you look at a team like uh, New England and and Buffalo, I don't know where New England stands as far as the tiebreakers go because they didn't play the same teams that Buffalo played as being a division champion uh, from last year. But in effect, uh, I mean, if you go to the start of the season, how much would you have bet that uh, the Buffalo Bills would be 8-6 and six after 14 14- games i think nobody would have expected no. the bills to have only eight wins they probably figure oh after 14 games probably 10 and 4 maybe 11 and 3 hey how about what a difference
2: a month makes and this is even before injuries COVID, the whole nine yards you know the ravens lost a lot of guys going now, back to back in the beginning of the season right but but look at what a difference a month makes they look like they were home and cooled in that division
3: by the way, uh, Huntley, uh, NFL Network reporting, expected to start, even though he missed practice today. Okay. Lamar Jackson, not expected to play. And for the Bears, uh, Fields and Dalton both down, so it's going to be full starting for the Bears against the Seahawks. Wow, okay. Uh, and then, I
2: get, what are we looking at, Ian Book? For the Saints, yeah. Oh, no, no did I, did I see yeah, uh, signed signed how right? they signed Blake Bortles, right? Blake Bortles, But yeah. he
4: is expected to be the backup.
2: Yeah, Book's going to start. Yeah.
1: But to, Andy, to Andy's point, we were talking about the AFC muddled picture, right? You guys had, in the last five minutes, you haven't even talked about teams like the Chargers, right? Teams like the Bengals, team, you know, t- teams like the Steelers, like you know, seven to six Steeler team. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the Bills. I mean, the, excuse me, the Browns because they're sitting right now at 500. Steelers probably but, won't be yeah. a
4: factor in tiebreakers because of that
1: uh, tie. tie with the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but there's just it's such a you know convoluted situation in the AFC with those you know quote unquote mediocre teams like you talked That's about. That's
4: what makes the uh, uh, Green Bay Cleveland game intriguing tomorrow. I don't that, I don't know that the quarterback situation for the Browns maybe uh, Stevie has something about that with Mayfield and and Keenum as far as it, either of them is going to be able to start tomorrow. But you know Green Bay still playing for the number one seed. Cleveland effectively playing for their playoff lives, and that was one of those teams, I think, uh, Brian, you were talking about that their playoff fate could be uh, determined with a uh, with a, with a loss at Green Bay tomorrow.
2: Here's here on the Browns side of the, the story out of Sports Illustrated saying, don't be surprised, how about this one, that the Browns could be a player for Deshaun Watson down the road. Oh, next year. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he's, the ship been, has sailed been on been Baker mentioned. Mayfield already in Cleveland. Yeah, is that the yeah. deal? I was hearing and, that. And, and wow. they're
2: saying, and Mayfield supposedly they believe he's going to be cleared to return for the game. So I I, I
1: expect Mayfield's going to start
4: if he can tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. because remember, you know, forget the COVID. He's still dealing with that shoulder issue now. Maybe the COVID get, that caused him to miss a couple of games has helped the shoulder somewhat. Because I think was wasn't the word when it occurred way back around week three or four. He's going to need surgery on that non-throwing so, uh, shoulder after the season?
1: I believe so. That is the case. And by the way, Andy, not just the shoulder. It's the knee as well, too, with Baker That's Mayfield. Right. he's been. I mean, it's it's all over the place with this guy when it comes to injuries. And then, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, COVID-19. Of course, that uh, has taken him off the field in uh, in the last couple of recent weeks.
2: Hey, we're having a good time. We're at the Superbook at the Westgate here with Andy Isco and Chris Wynn. Stevie Slapshot in the studio. JP's back east. Brian Blessing racing towards uh, – Christmas Day. It's going to be good. Christmas is always great fun. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season. If you're out on the roads doing last-minute shopping, take your time. You'll get there eventually. I mean, do what I do. I'm starting my Christmas shopping in about two hours, and I'm going to take my time getting wherever it is. And go
4: I thought you were going to say you're starting your Christmas shopping for next year in about two hours, so you'll be totally set.
2: 601, half dozen of the other. We're coming back to Vegas in a moment. Keep it right here.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: All right, we're back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're down at the Superbook at the Westgate on our Friday Christmas Eve. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone. Brian Blessing thrilled to be with you with Chris Wynn and Andy Esco down here. Stevie's back in the studio. Hey, holiday wishes, Merry Christmas, uh, Stevie! To everybody at KSHB, want to thank them for everything they do for us. Uh, Mark, Renee, Michelle, Grace, uh, Justin, you. It's a great place. It really is. It's fun to go there every day. Had a little, uh, little Christmas lunch yesterday, which was great fun. It was good to be hanging out with everybody, and they got the Christmas music going in the lobby there. It was quite the little atmosphere.
3: I like
4: it here.
2: Yeah, it's a good place, man. It's a great right. place.
4: I heard you, Brian, with uh, TC for a while yesterday. Uh, it was the day before. Well, when, oh, Wednesday, okay. It was Wednesday. Yeah, after the, after your, your hockey Yeah, game. I was
2: walking out the door, and he, he grabbed I thought the rodeo left town. I got I got, I got a lasso. <laughs> and then and TC and and, and the, the show that follows us, TC Martin, does a great job. Now we love it there, man. I mean, yeah, you don't take that stuff for granted. And you've been all around the the, the valley and different broadcasting places we've worked at. They're, they're great places. They really are. They're good people. They work hard, have fun. and They're, so, they're all
4: like family within the confines uh, yeah. of the building. Hey, I mean,
2: what? I mean, come on. I mean, the reality of it is, hey, through the pandemic, Stevie, you and I, wouldn't you say we're two of the luckiest people in the world?
3: Well, Yeah. I mean, we went... You're luckier than I, but yeah. How's that? Well, you got to work with me. Oh! I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Thanks
2: for... Uh, well done, out. Stevie. But, well but, done. But no, well, we went out every day. Sure. I mean, in terms of keeping your sanity, I mean, we went to the studio every day in the teeth of the thing, and, you know, uh, we were really lucky. And I, I and, completely agree. And listen, what we're going through now... You know, it, it's on the sports landscape. This is nuts. Hockey, they're dreaming if they think they're coming back Monday. I got news for you. That's not happening. I mean, they, I would, I'm shocked something hasn't come down yet, Steve. I'm telling you, I'd be stupefied, and it is not a big leap for that to happen.
3: No, not not at all. Right? Yeah.
2: I'd be dumbfounded if they did not say, look, in the few days here that wasn't enough. Move this thing back. I think you come back New Year's Day. You've got the Winter Classic. Let this thing run its course a little more. See how this NFL stuff sorts itself out. And NBA. And and NBA and get back on the beam. But I I honestly believe that the NHL is going to do that January 1st. I mean, Vegas is supposed to play Monday night against Colorado. I don't see it happening. You had two guys test positive the morning of the game, the only game played in the league. Uh, days are running together. Was that Wednesday? It was Tuesday. Two, Tuesday. That was Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So, two guys the morning of the game. I pray not, but I mean realistically, with just everything that's going on in the world, well, then you also have how the, many more guys are gonna? You know, maybe
4: then you, know, you also have the uh, Canada-U.S. border situation.
2: That's the that's the Armageddon scenario from the NHL's perspective. It's you know the NBA. You got Toronto. Baseball. Yeah. You, you know. You had the Blue Jays went to Buffalo. Toronto could probably, the Raptors could do something, you know, but hockey, you've got hockey, you, in the league. You, you may be, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't hope, I hope it doesn't get to this. I, is that Canadian division thing back in play? Because that border be, is what you got to watch for, because they've be, already pulled the plug on fans.
3: It has to be under consideration, let's put it that way. The NC two has got to figure out something about college basketball, too, boys. I mean, the integrity of March Madness, if we don't you know, they've they've got to maybe pause the season, and l- allow teams to get healthy, and, and then resume. Or or the integrity of March Madness is going to be gone. Well, listen,
2: I mean the integrity word I get it. You know I mean, on all sports, but let's cut to the chase. This NFL thing, a lot of this is luck right now. Yeah. I mean you get the Browns. You know, your season's on the line and Mayfield can't play in a game they probably would have won if he'd have played. Um, okay. It's the Bills problem this week. The Rams had to go through. I mean you know, what I mean, it's at the end of the day, you beat who's in front of you and you look at it and thirty years from now you go, Oh, hey, you whatever, uh, you know, pick your poison uh the Rams beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Whatever, okay. Well, but, look, I mean, but, look, but during the course of the season, I mean, just getting in there. Look at the situation. It's all, who's
4: lucky. Look at the situation with college football. We've already had today's lone sporting event, the Hawaii Bowl, canceled because of Hawaii. The NCAA, I think it was yesterday, came out with their protocols or their scenarios for what happens if COVID-19 affects the national championship semifinals or final games as far as being able to uh, – dealing with forfeits in other words let's say georgia and michigan let's say georgia comes down with covid michigan would be declared the winner in advance of the championship game and then they have scenarios of what if one of the teams or both of the teams in the championship game uh, can't play due to covid so this is a situation the one thing the ncaa did not consider is that if both semifinal games are played and we get uh, or at least we have the two semifinals decided We have the final. The two finalists decided. They said that the game has to be played by I think January 14th, which is just about four days. They really should leave that open-ended and play it later in uh, in in the month, so we get a championship game at some point during January. I
2: don't. Yeah, I don't understand why they're dropping that anvil down here, like the the gator ball. I mean, there's nothing. Wouldn't say that something might not happen to Wake Forest in the subsequent week. But the real point is they, A&M wouldn't have the time to properly prepare for the game. You're playing basically a meaningless game on January 4th, LSU and Kansas State. I mean, instead of all these machinations, why aren't you just moving that thing back to January 4th way, or for, 5th?
4: By the way, for that game, Rutgers did get clearance on Thursday to uh, take the place of A&M. Right. But, but the point is, why not just move that game back to January 4th or 5th? That's what I thought. What have been. or or January 3rd, which I think is a uh, it's a, I think that's a Monday and I I don't I don't think there are any NFL game scheduled for that Monday. I'm not sure. Cuz that's the second to the last week of the season, but I think I thought I saw the schedule. No, no, no.
2: Well, the the second to last week would be no because you wouldn't want anybody playing on a short week and week be- 18. Uh, no, I'm, say- sorry, I'm
4: sorry. January 3rd, Cleveland at Pittsburgh is the Monday night game. But why not have that another bowl, bowl game? This is week 17 next week, not this coming weekend. Wow. All right. Yeah. Monday, guys- January 3rd is uh, Cleveland at the uh, uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. But why not? In fact, why not have a doubleheader? Why not have an earlier starting bowl game? Where, like you said with the uh, Wake Forest and name Although A&M apparently wasn't all that thrilled, and they have people who are uh, who. Opted out for non-COVID reasons, so I think A&M basically said we don't want to play this game. And uh, uh, fortunately, the, at least the N- uh, at least the NCAA came up with a, uh, a a replacement team. I mean, Rutgers is a Big Ten team. They had a decent season. Yeah, they were five and seven, but you know they played a lot of tough opponents. They didn't play well against some of those teams like Michigan, but nonetheless, uh, it's a it's a decent program. Although, again, and I talked about this last night, if you're Rutgers, how thrilled are you to all of a sudden have what seemed to be a nice holiday weekend celebration with friends and family back home interrupted now by getting prepared to play for a meaning in a meaningless bowl game. how excited could uh, uh, could the Rutgers players be to all of a sudden on short notice say uh, back in pads and practice.
2: Hey by the way
4: how powerful am I? Pretty powerful.
1: I put you up there.
2: All right. Breaking news. NHL unlikely to return December 26th, per source.
4: <laughs> Maybe you're the source. <laughs> the initial, the initial no, reaction, no, right? No. Was, Listen, was I am, I am an idiot to the nth degree. Maybe Gary Bettman was listening to the show. Listen,
2: I'm as dumb as they come. All right? But I got common, common sense. sense. You know, well, I, I mean, mean, in all these things, you want common sense? Here's common sense. Great. You made that announcement, make the next one. I'm sorry. I know they want to do it, and I know it means money to this burb. How do you play the all-star game here? If you're not sending them to the Olympics and you got games to make up, you want every minute of that window to make games up, but how does it make any sense to put the top 50 players in the world in the same venue and then send them home to their teams? Come on. I mean... You know what I mean? I've been saying this for two weeks. I haven't heard one soul, one, anybody in the hockey world saying a word about the All Star game. And it's right here. I want it to be played, I want all the events and all the things to happen.
4: But I mean, am I wrong? When you consider, and I mean, you know we love Las Vegas, but Las Vegas is an international destination. People from all over, not the country, all over the world come here, and now you're going to have the top players in hockey mix and mingle. I mean, they can only be protected and quarantined so much to be away from people. I think what you say makes sense, and especially now that they have all these games that they need to reschedule.
2: Andy, there's that. There's that common sense aspect of it, but then there are the other things that I don't say they fly under the radar stuff they never talk about. The NHL waited and waited and waited and waited on the Olympics. The NHL didn't want to be the ones to pull the plug on the Olympics. They wanted the players to do it because it was collectively bargained. It was part of labor peace. The players wanted to go to the Olympics. The league didn't want to go. Okay, obviously they can't go. The NHL didn't say, hey, guys, we're not going. They waited till the NHLPA got involved, and they all said, yeah, there's no way. We don't want to get stuck over there for five weeks. So basically the players pulled the plug. So now, they're off the hook, but if they go and then play the All-Star game, the players are going to go. Wait a minute, we didn't go to we didn't go over to the Olympics, but you're going to do something of a similar ilk, albeit you're not in Beijing, and and the quarantine things are nowhere near as bad. But you're going to do the same thing for the money grab for the thing that's good for you guys, and then the players are going to go. Ah, you owe us one.
1: It's absolutely absurd to think that. The NHL All-Star Game would be played here in Vegas. Regarding, you know, with the current climate surrounding COVID-19 and what exactly is at stake when it comes to the NHL and the Stanley Cup Playoffs on the horizon, well, it just—it's just—it's crazy, isn't yeah, it? But well, I mean, it's but, not.
4: But for the Omicron development, which I guess is now about a month old, things would have been pretty much like normal, like they had been since the start of the season. So this threw a whole new perspective on things. But you're right. I think the NHL's number one priority should be resuming play when it's deemed safe and, and and advisable to do so but the priority should be along those lines affecting the regular season rescheduling games doing what needs to be played so that we get a full regular season as was planned even if it has to be extended a little bit and take advantage of every three or four day break that you might normally have had to not have it I mean I don't know if they're going to cancel any uh, situation for teams that have extended breaks coming down the stretch because that may have to be part of the process of rescheduling games.
2: Listen, you know, honestly, God, I mean, this is a sports show. I mean, but we've been doing this for two damn years, all right? And we're talking about con- the words common sense. And depending who you watch or what you're listening to, you know, this Omicron thing is either the end of the world or it's the end of the pandemic. You know, and it's out there, we're all going to be exposed to it, it's not that bad, and we all get on with our lives. Or it's the end of the world and it's never going to go away, and all the mandates and all the other stuff keeps going on, and it's just, it, we're in a whirlpool of stupidity. Can we get a united front with common sense that tells us what the hell's going on? I got to
1: admit, though, Brian, I think we are the former of what you're talking about. I think we're more in a frame of mind, gentlemen, where we are looking at this like it is the end of the pandemic. Yes, the Omicron variant is out there. But, you know, all, all things considered and all things talked about when it comes to public health experts, that it's a milder form. Right. And it's something that we can actually get through. And in the world of sports, that's very important. Well, I think that's going to be key.
2: And and. and- the three of us and Stevie and everybody else who's out there driving around listening. that We all know what the rest of our lives are going to look like. All right. Uh, let's get, get uh, a quick break in. We're coming back to Vegas. Head to the top of the hour. we got another hour of fun and frivolity. Vegas Hockey Hotline, locally KSHP.com. Uh, that will be coming up at uh, 1 Pacific time with Stevie, and Chris is going to stick around for that. Hey, don't forget, it's lunchtime. Our friends over at John Smith's subs, 9701 West Flamingo good eating over there it's a friday the six subs only five bucks
0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
2: the top of the hour, hour number one. Uh, great programming coming your way later today. We know, listen, you get Scott Farrell's show, Cam and Gabe, great stuff. Serious 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Want to wish a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody at Sports Grid. Mike Cardano and the team there. It has been really it's scary how fast a year goes. It's a year now uh, that we've been on the network in uh, Sirius 159. Merry Christmas to everybody there, and uh, thanks for uh, having us on board. We love bringing uh, the shows to you from Las Vegas, and it's that time of year, guys, because you know we're sitting at the Super Bowl We were just talking about this. the home stretch. We're not that far away from we'd come down here and do our Super Bowl prop shows and everything. it is amazing how fast the season goes by.
1: It blows by with the quickness, you gentlemen, no question about it. And uh, by the way, we've been discussing the NFL here for a better part of an hour. No mention. Of a certain game that went down to Detroit last week, gentlemen. Oh, hey. As uh, the Lions knocked off the Cardinals.
2: Goff's not going to play. Detroit. Goff's not going to play against the Falcons, by the way. That game, Chris? Yes. Never, never saw Detroit winning that game. But yeah. I was all over Detroit. We had talked about that. They couldn't even feel the team against Denver. And Arizona had played a Monday night big important division game, short week traveling east. Everything pointed to the Lions. But not to put the Sasquatch foot on them like that. Yeah.
1: I apologize, gentlemen. I had to get my Detroit uh note in there. You
2: know, the well well, you know, know, you already have you well now you already you got a Dennis Rodman documentary on TV that's got you all distracted. There he yeah. is. There's your
1: <laughs> That's they're, they're showing the video when he got traded to the San Antonio Spurs. So it's even better. Yeah.
2: So it's, listen, we're down at the Super Bowl. Don't forget Football Central each and every Sunday down here. The theater. Great place to watch all the NFL games and it's gonna be a fun weekend in the NFL, there is no getting around that. Don't forget, they'll have all the games on over at Oasis on the weekend, Forty-nine fifty-five South Decatur. You got the Monday Night Maniacs party. Um, Merry Christmas to Vinny Maliulo. We don't want to leave anybody out. We'll, all the folks that have contributed to this show, guys like Mike Lewis, Chuck Esposito Station Casinos, the STN mobile app. Uh, we just love doing the show. Bruce Marshall, Andy Isco, Kenny White, Mark Lawrence. Hey, we still got another hour. And we're going to do the deep dive on a big weekend in sports. Keep it right here.
3: We do this 24 hours a day, working hard to bring you the news you can use. Get on the grid.